0: Hi, this is Judy Banfield, and I'm here with a new podcast with Anthony, my um, marketing and technical guy. And uh, today we're going to talk about um, the shock that comes when your children say awful things to you. Yeah, uh,
1: that was a, a fairly popular blog post that it was you a wrote. Very popular
0: blog <laughs> post.
1: <laughs> yeah, and um, I remember uh, when you when you first put that the, the post out, I um, was really curious about the story that actually inspired it in the first place. Do you want to share a bit about what sure,
0: that it was? Sure. Well, what, what inspired it was a, a couple came into the store, and the store is uh, called Mountain Baby, which I've had for 22 and a half years, which is a kid's store. Anyway, they were quite regular customers, and they were, um, they were there in the store with their new baby. And they're usually very happy, um, outgoing, friendly people, and they look totally depressed. And uh, so I said, "What's uh, how are you guys doing? What's going on? And they said, oh, it's not good. Our, our son is having a terrible reaction to this new baby. And uh, he's doing all kinds of strange and awful things. And we don't understand it. And I said, oh, did he tell you that he hates you? And they said, yeah, he did. How did you know that? They said, well, because that's a really common response of kids his age when they're really unhappy.
1: And um, you, you just pulled that out of the air just from experience. I
0: totally pulled it out of the air.
1: Yeah. Um, I thought that was pretty awesome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it's so common um, mm-hmm. and because I knew the child's age also but it's really common at that age that the way kids express their frustration generally will often be turning on their parents but they really don't want to turn on their parents they just want to be closer to their parents but they end up turning on their parents as a way of just expressing their own hurt and their frustration and um, anger And
1: Sure, and, and, and in this case it was the uh, um, uh, the older child Mm-hmm. Um, who is reacting to the newborn, right? And um, just saying the meanest things back to the parents, right? Yeah,
0: because in some ways he was feeling like the meanest things in the world had been done to him. Hmm. And um, I mean, he couldn't articulate that, obviously. But
1: so, can you can you talk more about that? What what, is that, what his experience was actually like?
0: Yeah, I think you know people make a lot of lot of jokes about oh his nose is put out of joint or he's jealous or whatever about new babies on the scene and i think it's one of the most under talked about things and and underestimated the intensity of feelings that children have not all children but but many 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 children have and um it's it's like the world has been completely turned upside down and these two people that were there for them for him or her constantly all of a sudden they're not they're i mean new babies are so compelling because their needs are so compelling And, you know, your mom's exhausted and tired, and she's nursing, and she's just wiped out. Her hormones are crazy all over the place. The dad's going, oh, my God, there's another baby here.
1: (laughs) He's still Um, trying to figure out what to do with the first one. He's trying to
0: figure out what to do with the first one. So there's a tremendous upheaval. So sort of like nothing in their world is the same anymore. And it's very, very scary. Hmm. And, um, you know, for the older child, it's like, do they still love me? Do they still care about me? Um, Am I important anymore? I, I'm obviously not the center of the universe anymore because this other thing is here. Um, I'll never forget my son's great comment when my daughter was born and um, my sister was, came out to help out, and she walked out and delivered. And my son looked at her and she said, "He said, Marsha, that baby is still here." <laughs>
1: <laughs> so how old how old was he?
0: He was. Um, almost three he was almost three he was almost three
1: and is 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 the is the motivation <laughs> that's really funny <laughs> is 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 the motivation um is it jealousy i mean is it, is it as simple as that
0: it's so beyond jealousy i mean it really is that that their world has been turned upside down and they have no idea what the future will hold like well, is there going to be another baby on the scene are they going to be thrown out do they matter anymore it's nothing is the same except their parents are there but they're Tired and exhausted, and all that, and all these people are coming around to the house, going ooh and ah over the baby, who's now way more important. And then you know, some people say, "Oh, here's something for you, too."
1: Right, <laughs> right.
0: Um, which people? It's very kind that people do that, but it's just incredible displacement.
1: And um, when in this the story about these uh, these parents that came in mm-hmm. store when they're you guess that their uh, their child had said that uh, it, it hates them. Um, is, is, that, uh, is that really what's going on for the kid? I mean, th- do they even have the capacity to understand what hate is at that age?
0: No, they just know it's a really powerful word. Hmm. Um, they know it's it will have an effect. It'll have an impact. Um, and it just it comes from such a depth, really, of despair, you know, and fear and anxiety and hurt and a feeling of displacement of not being, you know, we talked before, not being important anymore. Are their needs going to be met anymore? Just and, everything's changed.
1: And so, so what... Uh what are they really saying? They're not saying that they hate their parents. They're saying what?
0: They're saying, I need you so badly, and you're not there as much for me as you were before, and I'm really frightened. And there is some anger that's that's coming out um, at that having this happen to me, and you're just not there for me like you were before. Parents try really hard to be there. It's not like they go, oh, okay, you don't matter anymore. It's just that it's so different. And again, some kids don't. They're fine.
1: Some kids don't experience that at all. Some
0: kids don't experience, or they experience it like when the when the baby turns nine months and starts crawling around and getting into their stuff. I think kids experience eventually. I think everybody does some, but some kids, it's right away, hmm. and it's and it's very intense.
1: And so when um, uh, when parents hear that sort of thing, how is it that they can um, respond uh, without actually feeling? I
0: don't know. <laughs> oh, they feel horrible. Horrible, It's yeah. horrible. I mean, it's this is this person you've loved for all these years that you've done everything for, that you've given your heart, your soul, your time, everything for, and they turn around and they tell you you hate you. They hate you. It's a horrible feeling. Mm-hmm. And I think you can't pretend that you feel, oh, good, my kid hates me. feels <laughs> great. I mean, you can't do that. It's just very upsetting. Sometimes they say, you know, I want to throw you out. I want to put you in the garbage. Um, you know, and they do that sometimes because you say, no, you can't have ice cream for dessert. It's, you know, it's just, it's, it's one of the ways that they have some sense of power because it usually occurs in situations where they feel powerless and they really feel powerless with a new baby. Sometimes they take that out by hitting the baby. Right. Oh, wow. I mean, that's very common too. Hmm. Um,
1: and if, if they, if the child, like the, the older child uh, is feeling this, this sense of powerlessness, um, does that uh, does that manifest in any particular way or is this just a phase that they go through
0: I think some of it depends on how it's handled hmm. um, it, I think for the most part the most important thing is, is is acknowledging that the childs really upset and it's really hard having this new baby in the house and allowing them to have those feelings and you know the, the explosion can come at any point you know it, ca- it can come because they couldn't have ice cream for dessert it can come because you asked them to put something away, you know, and it's just this built up of feelings. And then it just goes kapow, mm-hmm. you know, and comes out. I think, um, I remember many years ago listening to um, a talk by Carl Rogers, who was a great, great psychologist. And he talked about going to visit a family with a new baby. Um, and uh, this, this older kid was just really, really upset. And, and the parents kept saying, no, no, you love the baby. You love the baby. And Carl Rogers said he just... Sat down with down the little, little boy, little girl. I can't remember. And he just said, "It's really hard having a new baby, isn't it? They make so much noise and they take so much time." And the little boy went, "Yeah." You know, it was like <laughs> he just valid, he just validated what the little boy was experiencing. You hmm. know, and 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 that's what hard what's hard for parents because you really want your older child to love the baby. That's really hard. It's really hard. I mean, some people do. Some, I mean, some children do. They're just completely enamored with this little. Thing that came into the house, you know, right? And um, and they really they are easy with it, but for so many kids, it's it's just hard. And and parents keep doing this thing. No, no, you love your baby. You really love your baby. One of the the, the best stories I ever heard was um, we were talking about sibling in One of the the groups I was I was running, and um, this mom was talking about time out that she was a big fan of time out, and her son kept seeing the baby, and every time he hit the baby, she'd go, "Okay, it's time out." And um, I said, how effective was that? She said, well, one time he hit the baby, and he looked at me, and he said, okay, time out. Was like, he was so happy to hit the baby, like, it was fine, I'll go do time out, I just want to hit this baby. You
1: know? <laughs> what are you teaching your child? <laughs>
0: what are you teaching your child, exactly. It's like, you
1: might as well be teaching your dog how to fetch or something. Totally,
0: totally. Um, it was, But it was so telling, you know, and she got it. She got that the punishment thing wasn't what it was about, it was like, he's... His need to hit this baby was coming from, you know, a tremendous feeling of displacement and unhappiness. And that's what needed to be addressed. And, you know, I mean, I remember when, you know, Elena, my second child, was born, um, Aaron suddenly looked huge to me. Because he was, compared Mm. to a newborn. He was huge. And suddenly, my expectations changed. But, again, I, I love talking about this because I had all this background. I had all this knowledge. I knew all about sibling rivalry. I knew all about all this stuff. But still my expectations changed automatically that he had to behave more maturely now, which was impossible, <laughs> impossible for him, right?
1: And he was how old? Which Two
0: and three quarters. Wow. Right. He was a baby.
1: So you expected him to be the... Uh... Be, this,
0: be the six-year-old, right? <laughs> I mean, it was a totally irrational, completely irrational emotional response, but I think that happens with a lot of parents that they expect that their older child will suddenly be mature and what actually happens is they really regress because they feel so immature i mean so insecure and frightened um but you know your, your expectation that you should know what to do when there's a baby here like how are they supposed to know what to do when there's a baby here right how are right. they supposed to know how to respond
1: and and so on that i guess is there any kind of um uh i guess advice or approach that a parent could take when this sort of thing happens
0: when this child says, I hate you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you can say, I can see you're really upset. You're really angry. You're having a really hard time now. Let's go sit down together and read a book together and just deflect it, basically, acknowledge what the child's experiencing and then deflect it into some way of connecting. Because when children say things like, I hate you or the worst parent in the world, they feel very disconnected. Mm-hmm. And what children want more than anything in the world is to feel connected to you. Right. And they're doubly disconnected because you're spending all your time with this new baby. Right. So it's like disconnect, 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 and all they want is connect, 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 connect. So acknowledging what the experience is like for the older child regularly. Oh, it's been really hard. The baby's so noisy. I have to carry the baby all the time. When you're nursing the baby, these little tricks about having special toys, special books that only come out when you're feeding the baby. You make sure that you have t- you know quality time with your older child, like pop the baby in a carrier and the two of you go for a walk or the two of you cook together or whatever, just to keep that connection going and just like they're not going to be okay overnight
1: mm-hmm.
0: like you can keep reflecting their feelings to them it doesn't mean they automatically feel oh yeah i'm so glad this baby's here
1: yeah well mm-hmm. uh, i've got a friend who um has uh two kids uh, mm-hmm. one of them two the other one seven mm-hmm. um and her seven-year-old daughter uh mm-hmm. since she was born she always had um things that she did just with her and it was you know uh mom and her, and that was it. Mm-hmm. You know, dad, mm-hmm. dad wasn't around. It was just stuff that she did. And then as soon as she had uh, her son, um, she continued to do that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, Which is great. Yeah. You know, always having some sort of a significant um, uh, private time mm-hmm. with her daughter mm-hmm. made all the difference in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, her son is this little joker and has fun and all this, you know, and he's two years old and he's like, see you
0: later, mom. Yeah, that's um, great. You know, have fun. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's a really neat way to, to, to see them interacting. hmm
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's just keeping that connection mm-hmm. in whatever form you do it. You yeah. Know?
1: And and I, I think that that's um, uh, something to sort of realize is that um, there's lots we, – we've we've talked about this in podcasts before, that there's lots of different ways to parent. There's no one, uh, one right way to do no. it no. Uh, or perfect way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but connection, I think, is really important with kids. You've talked about that before. Uh, but you've also talked about how um, – a connection to oneself, uh, to, to yourself, is important. Yeah,
0: yeah. Especially in this kind of situation because, I mean, I remember having just these, because I had a new baby, you get, you feel like this lion, you mm. know? You just want to protect this new baby. Right. And um, and those are just really natural, hormonal, built-in genetic things, you know? And I think if you're, and you're so tired and you're so exhausted and all those things are going on and recognizing that you feel limited in how much you can put out, um, and I guess just giving yourself that little push to do, do those little things that allow the connection to come and recognize your own frustration, mm-hmm. and and there's tremendous grief. I think that something that's not talked about a lot. That in a way you've you've lost that special relationship when it's just you and this, this one child. There's something special and magical about that particular bond, and that. It's not like it's over, but just the, having that specific you and the child relationship is never going to be there anymore. Right. right it's it, shifted or something. It's shifted. It's yeah. shifted. And it's not, you know, there's no, I mean, we have the capacity to love endlessly. Like your your love will expand to your second or your third or your fourth or your fifth or your sixth. I mean, you can do that. But each child has to feel that the love is still there for them, mm-hmm. no matter how many kids it's come along. Um. And I guess it is that this really watching yourself and are you are you taking the moments that you can connect with your, with your older child to actually connect? Right. You know, and just recognizing your own hormonal stuff that's going on, your own, you know, mama bear protective stuff that's going on, the stuff going on with your partner. I mean, it, there's so much stuff going on when there's a, a new baby on the scene um, and being forgiving of yourself.
1: Yeah, that's some pretty good medicine, I would say, for any parent. For any parent
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: to realize that uh, you know you're not you're not doing this alone. There's mm-hmm. there's there's uh, there's people out there who might have some uh, some help for you. Judy being mm-hmm. one of them, mm-hmm. I'd say. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, is there anything more that you want to talk about in terms of uh, the subject today?
0: I know. I think it's just um, kids do that, and they do it for good emotional reasons. And if you cannot get triggered by it. Um, I mean, sometimes parents will slap a kid and say, don't you dare say that to me. They get really, really upset. Right. Um, or they'll yell at the kid, don't talk to me like that. It doesn't make things better right? at all, even though that's your gut reaction. Like, how dare you talk to me like that? Just to step back and go, what's going on with my child? Mm-hmm. They feel that they need to say that to me.
1: To, to check in and sort of check in with yourself and check mm-hmm. in with the child. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, I would say it's almost like a... Um, they're waving a flag saying, hey, something's wrong over here.
0: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It really, any misbehavior is.
1: Yeah.
0: That's a whole other podcast, right?
1: <laughs> I don't think it stops in childhood either. No, no, it
0: doesn't stop in childhood. <laughs> Just look at the world.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, great. Well, thanks for... Uh, sharing more in depth on this uh, particular blog post. It's certainly one of the more popular ones that you've got. Mm -hmm. Uh, For those of you who are listening to the podcast and haven't read the blog post, you can find it at judybanfield.com. You can get all kinds of other great parenting posts there from Judy's perspective. Um, And uh, we invite you to share this with a friend, Uh, share it uh, with them on Facebook or however it is you do that sort of thing. Uh, Please uh, feel free to share that message and help uh, Judy get her message out to more people. And if you're interested in learning more about what Judy does or have any questions, um, I think you're pretty open to getting uh, emails and Mm -hmm. that sort of thing back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Just email Judy and she'd be happy to help. Thanks for listening. And uh, Judy, thanks for talking.
0: Uh, Thank you.
1: We'll see you in the next podcast.
0: Okay. Bye-bye.